installation and I was saying to Jay that I don't normally do this because usually the podcast is about going outside the gallery and developing a picture or concept that kind of leaps off from the ideas in the space but I feel like for this the space is really important and the aesthetics really important and what happened in here on the weekend it sounds like that was a really important part of it as well. Back in August this year, the Cat Gallery was given over to curators Faraz Shaheen and Jay Hanicki for a celebration of freestyle football in Australia. It was called Our Side of Things. The opening weekend was a collage of freestyle football battles, workshops, DJs, food, all in a gallery painted with fluoro pink and green graphics, featuring equipment, videos and sounds from freestyle football. I got to talk to Jay in the gallery one Thursday afternoon. He just arrived for one of his regular jamming sessions. So the opening of the event was a freestyle football competition. So we had um, all the best freestylers around Australia come down to compete. We had a top eight tournament. So we, we basically have this space in the middle where we've um, set up a, a circle, which has like a competition sticker and then a light sort of a light parameter around it that sort of shows the space and where the competitors are meant to battle. We, we packed out the space and it was such a brilliant vibe and had so much positive feedback which made it so worth it. Hang on. So what's football doing in a gallery anyway? Well, the World Freestyle Football Association, the WFFA, states that freestyle football is an art form, a sport and a lifestyle. And seeing what Faras and Jay have created in the Cat Gallery, it's hard to argue with that. The aesthetic is super defined, but it's also evolving and kind of loose, much like counterculture aesthetics. One of the taglines of the sport is, all you need is a ball. And that's something that makes it extremely accessible. So freestyle football is an individual trick-based sport, but it's also obviously an art form because of the information involved and how you can make it your own through understanding a body of information just in the same way you would in any other art form or, or discipline. Quite a while after the exhibition closed, I got an opportunity to chat with Faraz Shaheen, who was the co-curator of the exhibition. My name is Faraz Shaheen. I'm an independent artist living in Nipaluna. I'm Palestinian and I work within dance, installation work, design, and a bunch of other things. <laughs> I am a football player, I guess, a soccer player. I've always been since I was a kid. Um, part of my brother's and I's upbringing we used to live in Dubai and that was the main sport. And when I came to Australia, I started joining club and playing after school. I started dancing when I finished high school and that that took my focus away. But it, but football stayed kind of close for fun, but also the the culture in itself. 
And in 2017, I met an artist, a performing artist that specializes in football. So he calls it football theater. His name is Ahil Ratnamohan. And someone introduced us to each other. They knew that we had an interest in football and an interest in dance. It was in Western Sydney. That's where I used to live. Campbelltown Art Center. I was just invited to play a football game and not collaborate on an artistic project. And we played a game and he he saw that I... I did a lot of tricks while playing the game. I think he he wanted to just find out about the community. He had a residency at the time. Anyway, he invited me over to the studio space after after the game and said, "Look, I I do shows with football, choreography, and yeah, interested in the culture." And I was like, "Great," because I was into dance and football, but I never kind of saw them together. <laughs> Anyway, we we started we started jamming, we started working together, and eventually, after support from the art center, we got government funding, and we developed a new dance called clapping. Clapping is a new street dance that that's influenced by football. When I say football, just assume it's soccer, <laughs> and. It started with the ball and slowly we gave the ball away because we found that the ball was restricting. And that became the core of the dance is that there's no ball, but it still follows football culture, like music, fashion and all the things. So we, we developed a whole project and we ended up performing it in a way where we initiate the audience to this new movement. We kind of explain to them and slowly they become a clapper the same way we, we are. And that's clapper with K. Anyway, so through this project, we we worked with collaborators. So they helped us do this performance, this initiation. And we've done it in Australia. We've done it in Belgium, in Germany, a bunch of places. And usually we need like four or five people to help us in the show. And football freestylers became the go-to collaborator because they had the coordination and the experience to pick up routines. We just were interested in, in the artistic side of football freestyle. Is that you? That Maybe. is me, yes. Yeah. And you're a champion, right? Yes, I'm the current Australian freestyle football champion and ranked 13th in the world currently. How did you get into it? Basically online. So I found uh, freestyle, I found the world championships called Red Bull Street Style, the world finals back in 2012 and I got obsessed instantly. It was like one of those things that when you see something for the first time and you sort of just instantly know like this is so cool, I want to I do this and that was sort of just started as me practicing while playing normal soccer and I sort of got more in, invested into the culture until I quit normal soccer um, about two years into my freestyle career. So I was 14 when I started and I quit soccer when I was 16 to pursue it full time. And um, yeah, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made, I would say. I do a bit of what they do, but nowhere near the level that they have reached. Just by hanging out with them, working, collaborating with them, I've pick, picked up a few skills. But I've, I was always interested in how tight they were because they were such a small scene. And I come from a hip-hop background, street dance background. I've never trained dance. So for me, I, I kind of did what I did in a, a similar community. We would meet up in public spaces, jam, you know, and also battle. And freestyle football takes a lot of elements from the hip-hop culture, like DJing and battling and some, some music that they use in breaking music. Or they also use in freestyle football battles and so on and so forth. So 
so that was the organic natural kind of interest that came when I started meeting these guys. I was like, wow, this is very similar to, to a dance. That thinking slowly started evolving to realizing that what they're doing is not a sport. What they're doing is, is an art. You know, Jay might see it more of a sport, but I see it more of, of an art because of these, these elements or connections to, to dance. Hanging over our heads are also soccer balls and some of them are in these leather cages. One of the most recognisable items a freestyle footballer can have is a ball holder. And that's exactly what they look like. And to describe it for the listeners is essentially something that hangs off uh, your bag. Um, and it's any type of carrier to basically give you space to put more things in your bag when you travel. Yeah. So whenever I travel, I actually don't use it in the airport because in my experience, airport security always bring you up on it. So I basically put my ball inside my bag, sort of defeating the purpose when I travel. But then when I'm actually on the ground in whatever country, I'll have it on my bag. And, you know, throughout the day, you'll, you know, carry a ball. And if someone sees you, it's, you know, instantly, oh, that person's a freestyler because they, uh, <laughs> they have their ball attached to their bag, ready to go whenever. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that signal. Yes. It's a signal to other people in the know. Absolutely, absolutely. It's cool. And you, you definitely get a lot of strange looks, but I think for the most part, people think it's um, pretty interesting. And there's a pumpkin in this one. Yes. They're all balls, except there's one pumpkin. That was Fraz's idea. He wanted a piece of food in one of them just to so, <laughs> just to show off the piece itself, I think, yeah, yeah. in a sort of humorous way. So I have a background in design, and design has been... Part of my practice ever since I started dance, um, which which is two separate things. But for me, I am slowly trying to realize that you know dance can exist in different spaces, and the gallery is one of them in this context. And design helps me establish the I guess space for for dance to kind of flourish. I usually don't think about galleries in terms of them being galleries. I just think of them as spaces a venue a whole and after chatting to jay about you know he, he was kind of like the source and the inspiration that led to what it looked like there was a there was a focus on the battle and that's and that's what jay came up to me for we wanted to do a battle that was that was the main core practice so i wanted to revolve the exhibition around this battle component but i didn't want it to just be a battle i wanted it I wanted the battle to be the center, but everything that happens in football freestyle to be around it. And for me, not everyone that does football freestyle likes football, like the actual game. For me, I'm part of the people that does like football, but also likes football freestyle. And jerseys are a big part of it. And jerseys can get really funky and interesting for countries, for clubs, for all. There's, there's a lot of kind of interesting choices. So the colors came from from that fluoro kind of aesthetic is shown in football boots, jerseys, and I picked colors that I kept seeing a lot within within the football realm. The pink and the green is something that's very common. So I wanted that flashiness to to be in, and and football players are usually very not all of them, but some really like to stand out. Like football players are known to have some crazy haircuts, some really bright shoes. They some of them just want to demand attention. So that that was the I guess 
the backing for the you know for the really bright colors that were in the exhibition and and i guess with with football freestyle not being i guess it's it's a movement form there was more we had more videos than than any anything else i i tried to balance the videos with with more static work photography installation but there was still a heaviness of video and 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 i didn't mind that i just went I felt like that it needs that because there, you know, I didn't want to hide that kind of movement element. That's the most interesting part to me. I also wanted it to feel like all part of the same work. I didn't want to make this section for this video and you watch this video and that's all you think about. And in this video, all you think about, I wanted the videos to kind of create this, this freestyle world that, that we've entered because a lot of people have never heard of football freestyle and you know never experienced what a battle would look like so i wanted to have the battle element but also expose the different or highlight the different ways football freestyle can be created and um within and at the same time highlighting the people that are in the community so it might not be directly connected to football freestyle but the people within the community kind of shape, shaped the culture that they they they've created like i didn't want it to just be a documentation i wanted it to be i guess a representation of the people within this community rather than just my perspective because i'm not i am part of their community but also not i'm just kind of helped them facilitate their their interests and their creative space there's also some sneakers do you wear particular shoes for the sport? Yes, I do. Most freestylers do the same. So this corner here is dedicated for the brand for freestyle, which is made by Tobias Bex, who came down for the event actually all the way from Norway. He was actually the first to bring out a shoe especially for freestyle back in 2016, and we've got that on display here. Um, yeah, and he, he also develops a range of uh, balls specially made for freestyle. And we have on display the early early prototypes of those. And just like the shoes, they've developed into much more professional and, um, you know, much more quality um, shoes and, and balls. Despite associations with big names like Diego Maradona, you get the feeling that freestyle football is a pretty tight-knit global community and a sport that's kind of developing in real time. The, the modern day freestyle would have only been around since the late 90s, early 2000s and sort of only expanded, I would say around 2006 or seven. Yeah, absolutely, it's growing. So each year in the Open World Championships, we were actually all competing there the other week in Prague. We had the most participants ever and it sort of seems to keep going that direction and um, you see that within mounted freestylers popping up and staying involved in joining competitions so I think it's just up to us to keep growing the scene, do events like this and yeah push the culture because we have an amazing level in Australia and worldwide now, it's just up to us to keep growing. So yeah, but I would say it's improving for sure. Let's go. This is what are you looking at? And I'm Pip Stafford. Thank you to Faraz Shaheen and to Jay Henneke for sharing their thoughts and their passion for freestyle football. Can you do some tricks and talk me through them as you're doing them? Sure. So I'll bring you through a few basic tricks now. So starting in lowers, 
You have them around the world. One, do a few in a row. We do 11s around the world, which is double. And ask the guy who did it. We have 1.5 tricks like Tizani. And then you have uppers. So you have so side head stalls. So basically switching. Between your side, the side of your head. Is that painful? No. No. I mean, maybe when you start, when it just sort of like crashes against your head. <laughs> when you... <laughs> When you get good at it, you sort of cushion the ball um, on your head whenever 